get me. From Studio A in Arcata, behind the Redwood Curtain, it's time for... Suckatash. Yes, Suckatash, the comedy soundcast, soundcast featuring snippets from comedy... Soundcast. And also interviews with comedians, comedian soundcasters, and other showbiz folk. And now, here's this episode's host from up the coast, the man who puts the X in Xbox and the tie on antisocial, comedy soundcast soundcaster, Tyson Saner. Saner. Insaner. Insaner. Thank you, Bill Haywatt. Salutone, Estes me, Tyson Saner, welcoming you to this episode of Sagatash that numbers 339. This is my first fully produced episode for 2023, and I thank you for making this your listening destination for the next more or less half hour of your life. Did you catch happy number 338 last week? In it, executive producer and show creator Mark Hershon brought you an episode called First of the Year Foursome, in which he selected for you a quartet of clips from the soundcasts known as Snafu, The Retrospectors Today in History, The Worst Ideas of All Time, and Unpopular Opinion. Also in that episode, a brand new advertisement from, quote, our longtime non-paying and completely fake sponsor, Henderson's Pants, featuring the new bottom-up cargo pants with the design inspired by our very own Bill Haywatt, unquote. So, that's fun. On a serious note, it was pointed out in that episode that this episode of Sarkatash will be the hundredth episode that I have assembled. Some very nice and thoughtful things were said in that episode regarding my contributions to Succotash over the years, and I couldn't be more grateful to be a part of this operation going on nine years this April. It's nice to be appreciated. This week on Succotash, I have four clips for you from the soundcasts, The Movies That Made Me, Of Mice and Men and Monsters, The Three Questions with Andy Richter, and what's basically a bonus clip from Sensibly Cynical to lead off the proceedings if that's the correct way to put things. And I may or may not have an older advertisement from Henderson's Pants kicking around somewhere. You'll just have to listen and find out. So, without further delay... Recently, over at the soundcast known as Sensibly Cynical, host Sean Pratton put together a clip show comprised of moments he determined to be the best of 2022. I have been fortunate enough to be asked to guest on his program five times in recent years, and Sean graciously decided to include a snippet of one of our conversations that took place in 2022. In the show, eventually, we put together a list that was a, quote, Mount Rushmore, unquote, of rock music. And this clip is from earlier in the conversation. You know, as a podcast host, one of the few things that, you know, comes with the territory. Well, I'm just kidding. It doesn't come with the territory. But if you're lucky, you will find some true, genuine friendships out of this. And um, I would consider Tyson Saner a friend. I've been on his podcast um, you know, he does Succotash Shut-In, Anti-Social Show. Um, he's he's probably the leader, I think, in the uh, Sensibly Cynical guest column. Um, I have to go back and research, but I think he's he's at least in the top, uh, top two or three. Anyways, on May 15th, I was joined by Tyson Saner on YouTube. We went on YouTube. I'm trying to build YouTube up, so if you could please do me a big favor, a small favor as well, but... Um, subscribe to Sensibly Cynical on YouTube. Um, great chat we did. Um, trying to build the channel, so he was gracious enough to come on and talk rock music. I'm a big rock guy, so is he, obviously. That's why we made the podcast. Awesome episode. Check it out. This clip is from that interview, May 15th. Enjoy. 
Oh yeah, I understand. Because you're married, I won't cross that line. <laughs> I I appreciate your discretion. And not wanting to cross that line. Or you're not discretion. I appreciate your your, your boundaries. <laughs> thought, I don't know. Thoughtful thoughtfulness. That's that I will take that. Yeah, thoughtfulness is good. So enough about me rambling about nothing. Okay. Let's go in go into I, your history with music or try to do the best you uh you can at least. So okay. So yeah, the Beatles were the first like band where I listened to as much as I could, as soon as I could. Um, thankfully my dad had Beatles on vinyl and they really, there was something really amazing about it to my, to my brain at the time. I also liked classical music and I think that I probably heard the influences of classical music in the Beatles. That's possible. I also really like this one single that was popular in the seventies. It was called joy by Apollo. I'm going to say 100 Apollo 100. Mm -hmm. Um, have you ever heard that song? Um, that sounds familiar. So it's a, it's a seventies rock interpretation. It's kind of prog rock interpretation of the song Jesu joy of man's desiring by what's it called? One of the box. It's called the song is called joy. Oh, here it is. And it is by Apollo 100. Yeah. And it was joy by Apollo 100 is a 1971 instrumental pop hit record. It's a rendition of a 1723, but wow! So it's a remake from 1723. What the hell? Yeah, well, this, it's a it's a song that goes. Um, it's an old one. Let's see. It's a, oh, what's this? It hit song? number Carl six. Sang it. It hit number six in 1972. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Wow. It's the one that goes. Uh, right. Except it's got this like. It's got a beat, and you know, it's they put a it's they yeah. put a beat behind it, and they turned into like a. Well, it wasn't disco yet, but it was definitely like a, what are they? What was the category that they said it was on there? Um, they had a list of pop, like progressive pop. It says. Okay, cool. So I, I, so I called the but progressive that's, part. That's, that's hilarious. W- that's Wikipedia. You know the the uh, gatekeeper of all things factual, right? What's that, Wikipedia? Oh, certainly. <laughs> I'm a contributor. That show was posted on January 9th, twenty twenty three, and the episode was originally called "Talking Rock Music with Tyson Saner from a show published on May fifteenth, twenty twenty two. You can still find that episode and all the other episodes over at sensiblycynical.podbean.com. Sensibly Cynical is S-E-N-S-I-B-L-Y-C-Y-N-I-C-A-L. Podbean is P-O-D-B-E-A-N. You can find the show on Twitter at Cynical Sensibly. Cynical is capitalized, as is the word sensibly, spelled the same as before. The host is at spratten11, and that is all lowercase S-P-R-A-T-T-E-N, and the numeral one twice. Sensibly Cynical also has a YouTube channel where you can see another episode I guested on in which we discussed one-hit wonders. And you can go to the link tree of Sensibly Cynical by putting in L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash and then Sensibly Cynical. Next up tonight, the movies that made me. From Trailers from Hell, Josh Olson, and Joe Dante. Its show description says, Filmmakers and entertainers discuss the movies that inspired them. Hosted by Oscar-nominated screenwriter and TFH guru, it's Trailers from Hell guru, Josh Olson, and fearless leader himself, director Joe Dante. The Movies That Made Me is recorded live in Hollywood and engineered by film composer Don Barrett. This clip is from the first episode. I went all the way back to July 9th of 2018, and I have a feeling I'm going to be listening to this uh, show regularly to get through and catch up. 
It's something I do tend to do with podcasts if I happen to like them. This first episode featured director Miguel Arteta, who is credited here as having directed the films Beatriz at Dinner, The Good Girl, and Duck Butter. He joins Mr. Olson, Mr. Dante, to discuss his love for the movies of Russ Meyer. Joe's an encyclopedic encyclopedia of film um, and, and knows everything there is to know about every aspect of every human being who's ever worked in movies. So I don't know if there's anything you wanted to jump in with while we were talking about Ebert and Meyer. Well, as the, as the <coughs> oldest person in the room, <laughs> uh, I saw these pictures when they were new. I remember seeing uh, Lorna, uh, Russ's first picture, uh, at a sleazy... Um, Art house, they used to call them in Philadelphia. Uh, they were called art houses, but what they what, which which theater? Uh, it, it, oh God knows, it was somewhere in East Philadelphia. Uh, they were, they had names like the Art and the Studio, and you know places like that. And every so often they would actually run an art film, but for the most part they just ran as much stuff with sex as they could get. And uh, they had previously been running his nudies, you know, the immoral Mr. T's and those kind of pictures, which are, frankly, a little hard to sit through these days. They're kind of boring. Uh, but, uh, but Lorna was, was unusual because uh, it, was, it, was a, it was a black and white, kind of gritty, um, sharecropper kind of movie. And the opening shot is this long tracking shot into an actor that I had grown up watching named James Griffith, who was uh, used to play in a lot of cowboy movies and had uh, apparently co-wrote the script and plays the preacher in the movie. So it gave it this aura of, well, this is a real movie. This is because some of the other pictures that were coming out of New York that were, uh, you know, advertised as sex pictures were, were down and dirty and cheap and crummy and, you know, unwatchable. And this looked like it was a movie. And it was, and it, it had, uh, you know, it was a sort of a cleaned up version of Desire in the Dust. You know, it was, it, was a, it was sort of a studio picture, but getting away with murder because Russ was making it independently. And it became very popular, and it's, it's what led to his ability to make Mud Honey. Uh, and when he sort of got into that uh, sharecropper sex groove, um, and, you know, he had a, had a, a group of a- actors that he would use over and over, Hal Hopper and Stuart... Stuart Lancaster. Stuart Lancaster. Lancaster. By the way, I, uh, uh, when I was at AFI making my short film as a student, in walks in it to my audition for my stupid little film, Stuart Lancaster, and I'm like, just I just literally almost took a dump. I could not believe it. <laughs> Did and you cast him? Of course. Oh, okay. <laughs> was, and, the part was, and it was for a woman. <laughs> Any part you want, Stu. He could not really talk too well. I think he had had some problems. but uh, uh, And he was very surprised because he's like, don't I have to audition? And I was like, no, you do not have to audition. <laughs> I'm just thrilled to meet you. And uh, yeah, he he played an anvil in a little in my in my student film at AFI. He is he was awesome. Did uh, did you grill him? Of course, I grilled him. Yeah, uh, that's he, the whole secret of working with actors that I, you've yes. seen is you just have to have, find as much time as possible to, f- to ask them stuff. And yeah. a lot of times there isn't much time. I ended up doing slates on one picture just so I could talk to John Carradine you know, <laughs> because we were, we were going so quickly. I mean, there was no time otherwise. It was that was the only time I had to talk to him. <laughs> Um, as Stu said that uh, Russ would say action this way he would say and now voluptuous action <laughs> Sam Foley used to shoot off a gun I guess he did, yes. <laughs> different effect uh, he also said that um, he would treat him terribly uh, uh, he had he was bold as you know and he said like Russ was very picky about uh, anything reflecting and he would always come to his head and be like 
we're we're getting a kicker off a noggin. Bring me the doll, dolling spray, and he would literally just like put his hand over his eyes and doll his skull uh, until he could shoot him. So you don't get insights like this on other podcasts. Exactly, exactly. Um, uh, yeah, these are not stories you tell about yourself and making your own movie. Do you become Joe after seeing Norna? Where you like, okay, I got to see this guy's next. Movie? I, well, I was into. Directors. I was into discovering new people, yeah. and particularly an indep- independent movies that uh, were. There were a lot of really interesting independent movies in the '60s, uh, almost all black and white. Many from the East Coast, and uh, Carnival of Souls, and you know those kind of. And you have to go to the furthest environs of the uh, the, the neighborhood to be able to find a theater that was playing these kind of things. And it was often a very grungy theater, often a you know, sort of a dangerous neighborhood or whatever, but there was really nowhere else to get to see these things. And I was kind of a completist. I mean, if I, if I heard of a movie that I wanted to see, I had to seek it out. And sometimes they'd play on 42nd Street, but I was most of the time I was in Philadelphia, so I didn't really get to go uh, uh, to 42nd Street often enough. Um, and, and yes, Russ obviously had something going on. And, and as I watched the movies as he you know, kept grinding them out, uh, I became very enamored of his editing style. I mean, I, I think one of his greatest strengths was that he was he was an incredible editor, a master, really. And 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 he obviously, as editors do when they become directors, you know, he shoots for what he needs, and he didn't probably. I don't think there's a lot of stuff on the cutting room floor of Russ's pictures. I mean, I think it was pretty much shot the way he wanted to. But as you said, the the uh, the facility with which he can stretch the uh, the rules of editing and storytelling uh, was quite unusual and, 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 and when he finally did get his shot to do studio pictures and took that ethos to a staid place like 20th Century Fox where Richard Zanuck practically lost his job over <laughs> the picture the combination of Beyond the Valley of the Dolls and Myra Breckenridge um, was, that, was a, one, two punch. that was a yeah. t- was a that was a tough year for Fox, um, but but Russ still had another picture on his contract, and so they gave him the Seven Minutes, which was a Jacqueline Suzanne type picture about a fake author named J.J. Jadway who was, you know, got, got this. Well, actually, don't look at it as a story movie. Look at it as an exercise in editing, because it's really a very interesting movie on that level. Uh, story wise. It's not as good as you know uh, a, a '60s TV episode, but it's got the way that he tells the story and the way that he juxtaposes the images, combined with the fact that the cast is all geriatric stars from the '40s, uh, makes it a pretty unique movie. I, I, I yeah, my memory of it is just it's a lot of old people talking. Um, <laughs> I've got there's a beautiful. You know, I'm, uh, I'm obsessed Tom, with Beyond the Valley of the Dolls. And, I'm, I've, and Tom Selleck, I think, makes an appearance right in yeah. Seven Minutes. Oh, he's in Seven Minutes, too. Oh, yeah. God, he's in everything. And Sextet. Yeah. Um, uh, he made the rounds. So the show can be found on Twitter at The Movies Made Me. That is capital T-H-E, capital M-O-V-I-E-S, capital M-A-D-E, capital M-E. Uh, the guest, Miguel Arteta, does not appear to be on Twitter, but you can find the account for the movie Beatrice at Dinner at Beatrice Dinner which is B-E-A-T-R-I-Z-D-I-N-N-E-R. It is on Instagram, at Miguel Arteta, all lowercase M-I-G-U-E-L-A-R-T-E-T-A. Josh Olson can be found on Twitter at all lowercase Joshua R. Olson, that is J-O-S-H-U-A-R-O-L-S-O-N. And Director Joe Dante can be found on Twitter at all lowercase J-O-E underscore D-A-N-T-E. 
The website for the podcast is at trailersfromhell.com forward slash podcast. Trailers from Hell is T-R-A-I-L-E-R-S-F-R-O-M-H-E-L-L. The Twitter account is capital T-R-A-I-L-E-R-S, capital F-R-O-M, capital H-E, single L. Next up, Of Mice and Men and Monsters. Its show description says, A real play podcast where Dungeons and Dragons collides with the classic stories you either love or completely avoided while in school. Join players Aaron, Adam, Kimmy, and Dungeon Master Caitlin, who is also a high school English teacher by day, as D&D elements are dropped into famous pieces of literature. New episodes released every other Wednesday. The clip is from a show from July 27th, 2022. It's chapter 49. It is Macbeth, part one. As our heroes arrive at Lady Macbeth's villa, the hunt for the second mysterious page has officially begun. Before I start the clip, I would like to point out that I feel compelled to possibly go back and listen to these from the beginning. You might not necessarily need to do that, and I don't necessarily need to do that myself, but i probably be interested to because I realize it is a continuing story where things that happened in other episodes um, are referenced. Seems to be a continual through line, and I'm not sure how far that goes all the uh, how far that goes back. I would not be surprised if it went all the way back to the beginning. So, here's your clip. Thunder and lightning. Enter three adventurers on a hydroplane. Penny, Awen, Bertram, you guys are on this hydroplane, taken from Gatsby's, speeding along and making your way to Macbeth's villa. As far as you know, nobody at the Macbeth villa is yet aware that Macbeth is dead and that you are coming. So you have this potential element of surprise and you're headed towards a side secret cove, side secret entrance uh, that... Gatsby told you that a lot of the uh, close associates of the Spotted Hand, including Macbeth himself, would use to enter into the grounds of the villa. And so you are within sight of this cove, not yet pulling up, um, but we'll pause there. And as the full moon shines down through uh, the breaks in clouds with the thunder and lightning crashing around you, Let's pause, because before we jump into the narrative, you three have a level up. You three are now at level six, baby. I feel the power. (laughs) That last fight, that that last encounter really just pushed you over the edge there. So uh, would each of you care to tell me what it's going to look like for you to be now at level six? Is there a way I'd really like to do like a narrative scene? Mm-hmm. With one of my abilities, is that a thing we can do? Yeah, of course we Cut can. Cut two. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, Awen, sitting on the boat, um, and Penny's there too. Penny, Penny. Um, yeah, what's up? Check out I'm this. Check out. Did you see this ring that I got? Yeah, Penny. Penny does the like, uh huh. When your friend is saying like, I've got a cool new hobby, and they pull out their vape pen, you're like, all right. Oh my god. She's like, yeah, I I heard about it. Uh, I saw it. How are you? F- how are you feeling about that? I mean, 
I just, I just reached out my hand, and it was like I was, I was like talking to some other beings, and they flowed out of my hands, and I feel, and that's I a feel good real, thing. Well, I feel just real powerful, and like, I don't know, like I just feel like I could boil the ocean, or you know, like eat a bunch of food, or I don't know. Um, but wait, it's kind of weird. I, one of those was better than the other for sure. Yeah, you know, sometimes I, <laughs> I just it it kind of feel it's so weird because it kind of feels like my my druid magic, like I'm I'm tapping into some yeah some other source like I like I almost want to try. Okay, wait, Penny, can you hold my ring? Um, why don't you put it right? I'll here just leave, in I'll front just of leave me. it on. I think I remember. I think I remember what it's like to. There was this moment when I just connected with that source. Whatever that other side was, but I, I, I do that with my with I do that with the gods too, the nature gods, and I'm wondering if I could do the same thing if I could control it. Um, and so uh, Awen just reaches out his hand, and he gets like really he's grunting so hard, and he's just kind of clenching his fist, uh, very similar to the way that he was in the last battle with Macbeth, and he. He focuses all of his might, all of his energy, all of his druidic focus onto um, releasing this energy out of his hand. And he kind of, it's kind of like when you're, you know, when your hand is, is reaching for something and it's like, you're like, it's behind the couch and you reach for it for the first time and you're like, you're, it's, you're almost there. You can almost touch it. And then you're like, oh, I can almost get it. You, you go for it again and you touch it one time and you know you can get it. And you go for it the third time and then you can get it. Um, that's what he does. He does it one time and it doesn't work. And he does it another time and, and a little bit, a little bit of like waves above his hand starts to go. And then that third time, he just, he just, sh- it just shoves out of him. Uh, and what he thinks is going to be this like really, really big kind of like moment, he just says, look penny and below him there's a a cloud of smoke um and when the smoke clears there's just a little frog just like a little frog (laughs) oh oh okay i like this i like oh come here buddy and penny just scoops it up and holds in his hand tries to talk to it a little bit Oh, oh my god, that is not. Did fierce. you exist before this? Did you create him, or did he? You like pull him from somewhere? I, either way, hi. Well, you're with us now, and then she puts it in her bag with Fezziwig. No, 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 no. Here's a new friend. <laughs> Fezziwig looks no, 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 at no. you in the most accusatory tone. Like, no, if, get if, along. You'll get along. If a hedgehog friends, could glare, your... it's gonna glare <laughs> at you. Be nice to your new brother. No, Penny, Penny, I think that's some kind of face spirit. You got to get it out of there. It's going to hurt Fezziwig. Come on now. Fezziwig, I don't think you're not giving Fezziwig enough credit. They'll be fine. They're going to get along great. Honestly, I needed something to handle some of the flies anyway, so it'll be good. I really wanted it to be like a big, you know, some kind of boogity boogity monster. On a boat? You wanted a boogity boogity monster on a boat? Well, it's my monster. It's not going to hurt the boat or nothing. Uh, All right. You can reach out to the players. I've got their full names plus who they play and then their Twitter address. So Aaron is Aaron Tracy, who plays Awen, and he is at Hagrid Aaron, and that is all lowercase H-A-G-R-I-D-A-A-R-O-N. Adam Tinius, who plays Bertram, is at Entertain the Elk, is at capital E-N-T-E-R-T-A-I-N, capital T-H-E, capital E-L-K. Kimmy Gregory, who plays Penny, is on Instagram 
at kimchi gregory that is k-i-m-c-h-i-g-r-e-g-o-r-y and then dungeon master caitlin tinius can be reached at omamam show which is capital o capital m capital a capital m capital a capital m lowercase s-h-o-w that is of mice and men and monsters and remember that because that's what their website is www.omamam.com o-m-a-m-a-m dot com Hello, friends. Bill Haywatt here. Are you disappointed with pants that don't live up to the hype? Are you sick and tired of pants that don't fulfill the promise of their name? Well, the good folks at Henderson's Pants want you to know that they take their craft seriously. Oh, very seriously. And that's why they're proud to introduce their new Henderson's Coveralls. Now, I know what you're thinking. Hold on one second, mister. I've seen coveralls before, that staple of the farming, construction, and automotive repair communities. Well, that's true, friends, but admit it, you harbor a deep disappointment when you find that traditional coveralls don't actually cover all. Oh, not even close. Traditional coveralls annoyingly leave the feet, neck, and cranium completely exposed, which is tantamount to false advertising until now. Henderson's has taken the coverall concept to a whole new level by eliminating the annoying pant holes, sleeves, and neckline, then installing a single zipper that encloses three sides of this rectangular garment, you get a warm, durable fabric that covers your entire body. Truly a coverall for all. Originally designed for disaster relief areas, tsunami-prone beaches, and plane crash cleanups, the design of the Henderson's coveralls has nothing to do with rumors of a recent contract that fell through for Henderson's to provide 10,000 body bags to FEMA. That's Henderson's, makers of stuff sacks and ditty bags since 1834, and now back to Succotash. Thank you, Bill Haywatt. Finally tonight, the three questions with Andy Richter from Team Coco. Its show description says, Host Andy Richter asked the same three questions to each guest. Where do you come from? Where are you going? What have you learned? These three simple questions, when answered honestly and thoughtfully, are enough to provide a pretty complete picture of who a person is. The answers are what Andy always wants to know about people. This will not be a one-sided process, as Andy won't shy away from getting personal himself. The clip I've selected is from a show from December 26, 2022, where he interviews the Sklar brothers. In its episode description says, Randy and Jason Sklar join Andy Richter to discuss the marriage of sports and comedy, finding their scenes, going to the same college as your twin, and much more. Were you doing comedy like as kids? Like, were you doing it throughout totally. your whole life? Were yes. you a comedy duo, you know? Yeah, so our, our, we, we had cable in our in our house before a lot of other people. I don't know why we got cable so early. Oh, yeah. Like we, we were on the second wave of early adapters. There was that one that was like the AB switch and yeah, had all the we channels had that and stuff. called on TV yes. in Chicago. Yeah. So then we, then there was the next wave of it and we had it and we just got really into like Rodney Dangerfield's young comedian special. There was the one oh, with wow. Seinfeld yeah. and Rita Rudner and Bob Saget and, you know, and Robert Townsend who came out for the first th- two Sam minutes. Kinison. Robert Townsend came out for the first two minutes of his set and spoke in a British accent and then was like, I'm from the south side of Chicago. <laughs> we were like, oh my so God. funny. It was like an alti bit. It was yeah, an yeah. alti bit and then Kinnison and I mean, there were all these people on it. It was, that transformed us because we're like, oh my God, this is 
what is this? We had seen Carson and we'd seen some older stand-up stuff, but didn't really understand it. <clears throat> this really changed us. And so then we kind of learned everybody's act. And, you know, our parents' friends would be playing bridge in the basement and they'd be like, what's going on with you guys? And then we'd launch into a Seinfeld bit. Uh, what's the deal with the shower radio? I mean, who wants yeah, to yeah. dance on a slick surface next to a glass door? I mean, Correct. just huge laughs. And we're yeah, like, yeah. oh, yeah, of course it's huge laughs. It's like a great comedy premise <laughs> from a lady. We're ripping off from yeah, someone right. really good. And none of these people have seen it. So, yeah, like, yeah. here we, I mean, we're... So spouting off all these. I, mean, I just remember an old Richard Belzer bit that we used to do all the time that our older cousin, who's now about 70, who lives in Chicago. Great dude. We used to do this bit and it would destroy him. And it was a Richard Belzer bit. We're like, no, I kid God, because I think God has a good sense. of Yeah. <laughs> just over and over finding different ways to have a heart attack you and fall to the floor yeah. but it's and like but it, imagine that as like 14 year old kids at a bar mitzvah and like you know the older relatives is like I don't want to be at this bar yeah, bar mitzvah yeah. and you're like eh, it's fine you're with a bunch of people and you're with other like regular people who are insurance salesmen and they're just hanging out and we're like you know what we kid God because God has good sense be- yeah and he loved it. And we're like, this is, we're doing bits. We're getting it around. It was so fun. It was so fun. And then in a crazy twist, we, we decided to do a talent show in high school at 15. And it, or we were 14 at the time. And we did this fall follies at our high school. And they're like, what do you want to do? And we're like, I, I want to do stand up. We're so into stand up. We want to do stand up. And it wasn't even a question of like, should I go on stage and then you go on stage? Or, and we didn't even say, should we do it together? That was even a question. Just, we're going to yeah. go up. Yeah, yeah. And we weren't even like, you be dumb and I'll try to rein you back in. Why don't you be a character? Right, like right. the Smothers Brothers did so beautifully. We weren't, we weren't even thinking of that. We're just like, we like comedy and li- we're twins and we'll kind of like bounce off each other the way we tell stories, the way we just are funny around e- each other. And so we wrote some material specific for the show about our school, which ironically did the best. And then we did some other material of other comedians because that's what you do when you sure. start, you know? Yeah. But we wrote a whole bit about, I'll never forget this, about our math club, how the math club had no, like it was so poorly attended and we're like, they need like better, better marketing. marketing. That was our thing. They need better so marketing. like they need to get the guy who does like truck and tractor pull commercials, like the guy, like there's a guy. So they <laughs> right, just need to get right, the right. announcer guy. And so then we did like a, a act out of truck yeah. and tractor awesome. pull. Awesome. Truck and pro tractor. Solid pool. stuff. It's a Truck. great bit. It's yeah, a yeah. premise bit. Act out. It's sort of what we still do a little bit today. Hopefully better. But like that, that was the beginning of us. And we got good response. And we walked on stage and we're like, that was something that felt kind of interesting. And then our friend in Kansas City who was doing comedy sports at the time. He was, was 15. 15. And Dan obviously wow. walks into the club and he's like, wait a minute. He's like, there's a, there was a, like a flyer on the wall that said for the Disney channel, which is brand new Disney channel is doing a young, young comedian special. So we were like huge fans of the Roddy Dangerfield young comedian special, young, young comedian under 16. If you have a stand up tape of you doing stand up, send it into this production company in Los Angeles, Ruben and core. That was the name of the company. And they were on Beverly Boulevard. It's crazy. It's like yeah, right yeah. over here. Send it in and they'll, and whatever, they'll make a decision that was like kind of your audition. So he, he said, do you guys have a tape of you doing stand up? We're like, actually we, we do. do. We just did it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we send it in 
and thinking like you're basically throwing something into a black hole sure. and like you're never going to we got the guy who taped our bar mitzvah to make a to copy. make a copy of the videotape like this is like the biggest <laughs> he had like two giant towers yeah, of the, like of equipment yeah, yeah. yeah 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 so he dumps it and he said it was like the hardest process ever and he like you like decoding the Rosetta stone was easier than making a copy of <laughs> the Rosetta one. stone or the oh, was that the Rosetta stone know, whatever Dead Sea Scrolls so anyway then he works yeah. Yeah. yeah so then he's so we send it off and we're like we're never gonna get a call then we're like in our house like a month later or no, two months later right I don't and know, there's a phone call and it's like yeah there isn't like caller id yet so we just yeah. an, you know you just hello. answer the phone hello yeah. and and they're like yeah there's a randy and jason here our mom's like it's for you we answer and it's this woman who's like hey so we're ruben and core i don't know if you know who we are we watched your tape and we really like it and we were like what freaking out we we're like oh my god this is insane they're like we've seen hundreds and hundreds of tapes this is like definitely in the top 10 of the tapes oh wow Listen, so here's the deal you can't steal material from other people <laughs> and you also should go up to your local comedy club next tuesday re-record the tape and you should work on this 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 and this all things that took us like 12 years to figure out on stage uh-huh but we said, okay, what do we do? They're like, call the funny bone in St. Louis and tell them you're going up. You need to make a tape next Tuesday. We call the funny bone. They're like, how old are you? We said 15. They're like, you goodbye. Goodbye. No, you can't come. Yeah, yeah. So we call them back and we're like, they said we can't do it. They're like, hang on a second. They call them. And then the funny bone calls us and is like, you're on Tuesday. Oh, wow. The show does not seem to have an official Twitter, but you can reach the guests at Sklar Brothers. That is capital S-K-L-A-R, capital B-R-O-T-H-E-R-S. Host Andy Richter can be found at capital A-N-D, capital R-I-C-H-T-E-R, Andy Richter. And, of course, Team Coco is at capital T-E-A-M, capital C-O-C-O. Sorry, that is capital C-O-C-O. And at the moment, the show is at Earwolf, that is ear, E-A-R-W-O-L-F, dot com, forward slash show, forward slash the three questions. These are all hyphen, separated by hyphens, the hyphen three, hyphen questions, hyphen with, hyphen Andy, hyphen Richter. If you Google it, it'll come up. Congratulations to us. We made it to the end of the beginning of Succotash 2023. Episode 339 comes more or less neatly to a close, and here we all are, tearfully waving at it from the docks as it heads for the undying lands of the internet, where nothing really goes away, unless magnets. Hopefully, question mark, we will have hard drives in our heads that will be magnetically shielded against EMPs, or perhaps MRI machines. I'm not 100% sure how all that works, but I'm grasping at straws. Maybe things are supposed to go away regardless of modern methods of record-keeping. The more I think about it, I realize that all methods of record-keeping were modern at one point. Thankfully, we have the podcast, or the soundcast as we refer to them here on Sakatash, as a way of keeping records that exist as long as the methods that preserve them are sound and people take the time to listen to them. So, thank you for taking some of your time to listen to us. We really appreciate it. Perhaps you'd like to share your experience of us with other people. We'd also appreciate that. So, thank you to everyone at Succotash for making me feel welcome over the years. Thank you, the audience, for being with us whenever you are or were. Be decent to each other, and if someone asks you if you have heard anything good or interesting lately, and we happen to qualify as your answer, won't you please pass the Succotash? You've been listening to Succotash, the comedy soundcast soundcast, with your host, 
Tyson Saner. Brought to you by Henderson's Pants and... Imagine your company's name right here. Rate us and review us at Apple and Google Podcasts. Find us on the web at SuckatashShow.com. On Stitcher. On iHeartRadio. On YouTube. On SoundCloud. And wherever fine soundcasts are streamed and or downloaded. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Show. Like us on Facebook. Email us at T-Y-S-O-N at SuckatashShow.com. Or call into the Suckatash Skype line at our toll call number 818-921-7212. You can also upload clips from your favorite comedy soundcasts directly to us using our direct upload link at itail.com slash you slash Suckatash. Suckatash is produced and engineered by Joe Paulino through the auspices of Studio P. Sausalito, the home of the hit. Our hosts are Mark Hershon and Tyson Saner. Our musical director is Scott Carvey. Our booth assistant is Kenny Durges. Suckatash is executive produced by Mark Hershon. Until next time, I'm your loyal booth announcer, Bill Haywatt, reminding you to please pass the Suckatash goodbye. This has been a Succotash Patch production.